one of your co-hosts, Winnipeg Free Press columnist Jen Zerati. And I'm your other co-host, Winnipeg Free Press music writer Aaron Labar. Welcome to the show. We have a lot to we have a lot to cover, yes. and I feel like in a lot of different areas. Yes, but we kind of have a loose theme of like family issues. I guess I think that's a bit of a stretch. Or but like relationship, sure. maybe issues? like a, yeah. Okay. Um. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to be talking about a Harper's Bazaar article that's kind of been going viral. Yes, this week that kind of takes the concept of mental load to the next level and says that men have no friends and women are paying for it. That's the gist. Exactly. And it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, we're also going to be talking about the Royal baby. Yes. And we're going to be talking about this hilarious thing that I found on social media today, yesterday, um, called what hashtag wanted Wednesdays by the Royal Canadian mounted police. And it's hilarious. And we're going to talk about it. though how was your week i'm 30 now you're 30 now yeah. how, how has it been uh as i've said to many people who asked me if i felt different uh my soul is 90 so my actual yes. age is just sort of slowly catching up right to my how i feel inside yeah so it's really just becoming more um it's corresponding yeah more aligned yes yeah that's the word. so i don't feel any different i had a very nice 90s themed party fun um i had a slinky <laughs> and we played 90s trivia and watched Clueless and had 90s themed food. My friend Nicole made homemade um, Pop-Tarts. Oh, my God. They were so, so good. That yeah. sounds amazing. Yeah. And it was really fun. And it was like exactly what I wanted. I didn't really want to go out and like live it up. I just, I'm, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, home, a homebody. I'm a homebody. Yeah. I, I feel that. Me too. Mm-hmm. I prefer something a little bit more low key. Exactly. It was really fun though. Um, I celebrated another important girl in my life's birthday this mm. weekend as well um my niece is three now Ooh. and she had a party and she's so cute was there a theme to the party uh i guess like a loose you know pink <laughs> <laughs> um but she, i'm three that's the yeah thing. exactly yes. uh but it's been really fun and you're an aunt so you, i am are getting this too it's fun to watch them evolve yeah into little people and see her with her little friends yeah although her and her friend were having a screaming competition that literally ruptured my eardrum so like that <laughs> i cared for less but it was a it was a good time and it's just it's uh it's it's just fun to see yeah. them grow up there were three babies at my party all so newborns cute. born within two weeks of each other in january and it was just so fun to see them interact with each other and kind of yeah. look at each other like, what is this? There are other babies in the <laughs> world. It was very cute. And of course, everyone was fawning over my nephew, Toby, and I didn't even care. I'm like, it's okay that it's my birthday. He's very cute. I understand. He is very cute. Yes. Yes. Objectively. You alerted me to this article and then I started seeing it everywhere this week. Yes. So you want to run us through it? Sure. It's just, it's a Harper's Bazaar article and I wish I could remember the writer's name. Um, I'll put it in the box when we post it and we'll link to the article if you want to read it. It's a very lengthy piece and it's written by a woman. Basically the premise is that men, particularly millennial men and millennial and I guess Gen Gen X, X mm-hmm. um, don't seem to have developed the kinds of friendships where you share emotional loads with each other. Like, right. Um, 
whereas women typically do that every time they get together they right. t- talk about their jobs they talk about their families their relationship problems whatever this article surmises that men don't do that and because they don't with their friends that weight is falling onto their partners there was a great line in the piece um about how women especially because it kind of falls onto the shoulders of the romantic partner yes um so in you know heterosexual relationships the woman is kind of tasked with being i forget the all of the roles yeah. but like stylist and cheerleader and therapist and lover and friend and all those roles sorry the author's name is melanie hamlet and the article is called men have no friends and women bear the burden and what really struck me about it um was how many men who were interviewed said that once they started going to like support groups with other men yeah emotional support groups how the spillover effect in such a positive way um was almost immediate right well like those dominoes can tip over just as quickly positively as they can negatively right absolutely and yeah hearing their quotes about how it drastically improved their romantic relationship with their Mm -hmm. partner was incredible i mean it's also a little bit doy but i know but you don't think about it you don't think about it at all because and it's totally true that that's how we're socialized and i think for women um that's often how you know you've actually like become friends with someone so whether it's you know going from like coworker to friend or like Mm -hmm. you know classmate to friend is when you start having those heavy emotional well that's how we became friends absolutely we went and had a burger and i cried because i had just broken up with my boyfriend and you're like i'm gonna deal with this yeah we're friends now (laughs) yeah um (laughs) i think that is a really um powerful bonding experience oh for sure that because women are socialized to have emotions it's more accepted. Or even if you think about like hanging out with your friends at like, you know, over drinks or like even if you do something active, like go for a walk or like do a fitness class together, there still will be some part of like emotional heavy lifting. For sure. That is such a cornerstone of female friendship. Mm-hmm. For men, because they aren't socialized the same way, it puts them at a disadvantage. And I think that's what a lot of people talk about when we talk about why feminism is for everyone. It's literally that it's combating some of those really damaging ideas of what masculinity is. Oh, definitely. Like you can't talk about your feelings. Can't, you know, so you think about male interactions, especially as adults, when you don't have kind of the framework of like the neighborhood or school and yeah. like playing together. Yeah. It's hard. And I think it's really hard for men to make new friends too in adulthood. Definitely. I mean, it's hard for lots of people, but I think for men especially, especially to have that kind of emotional connection. And I know some some men that I know started reading the article and then stopped because they felt like it was too man blamey. Mm. But I wish they had continued reading mm-hmm. because the the writer makes a lot of really excellent points that it's like it's not really your fault that you act this way. It's what you've been conditioned to do. And women sometimes don't help themselves because they derive so much pleasure in being that Absolutely. sounding board and being that helper and fixer, right? So there's, there was a lot of really interesting points further down. I think there I screenshotted the last paragraph because mm-hmm. it points to a couple of TED Talks. Um, Tony Porter's A Call to Men and Justin Baldoni's Why I'm Done Trying to Be Mad Enough. And Justin Baldoni, of course, is Raphael on Jane the Virgin. Right. And he does excellent TED Talks. I've seen a couple of them. Yeah. Yeah. He also, his portrayal of Raphael 
is also, I think, really culturally important because that is a very much a man's man. Like he's like, but he's, he's emotional. He's, he's very super emotional. emotional. Yeah. He cries. Yeah. He's super sensitive. Yes. He's sensitive to his emotional needs. I would say he's m- his character is more sensitive than a lot of the female characters on the Absolutely. show. Absolutely. Yeah. And yet he's like sort of this like buff, handsome. Like yeah. I was like for the first season of Jane the Virgin, I kept expecting him to be an asshole. Right. And I was like, when is it going to be like, where's the spate and switch? And it never came. Yeah. And I think having portrayals like that also help. Definitely. Right. With yes. the subject. Yeah. So um, those TED talks, I think reading this article and I think a salient point from the article and I've seen made elsewhere is that we live in a culture that pits men v women and boys and girls as opposites. Right. Instead of teammates. Right. Which is problematic when you're in a relationship with someone of the opposite sex and you literally need to be teammates to make your lives work. Exactly. Yes. Jen's going to sneeze. No, no. (laughs) Excuse me. I guess it's a good time to move on to the next topic. Speaking of non-toxic masculinity. Yeah. I want to talk about Harry. Prince, Prince Harry, Harry and his royal baby becoming a dad. Was oh that my not goodness. the cutest video you've ever <sighs> seen in your life? The day the baby was born, they did a quick little press conference with just Harry because obviously Meghan was yeah. otherwise engaged. And I have never seen such a happy little monkey in my life. I know. He was like nervously rubbing his hands together oh, and, and then he, he was thanked the horses because he was like in front yeah. of the stables. Oh. <laughs> it's just so sweet to see. And I think we've talked about this before, but like the sort of life events that even out the playing field like whether yeah. you're a king or you're you know a regular schmo yeah having a baby is a very exciting moment regardless totally. of your station in life it's also just been nice to see prince harry grow up and to be an upstanding young man <laughs> not what they projected from when he was a teenager <laughs> when it was r- real touch and go there for a while <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um so yeah so that was very nice i also really appreciated re royal baby that they insisted on their privacy Mm -hmm. and that they were like you know what this is when we'll roll out the name this is when we'll roll out the photo we're not doing the hospital pose which drives me crazy like i love how up in arms people got about it oh people were mad they were so mad like i wrote a column about this and as i said (laughs) let them live their lives i don't understand (laughs) as i mentioned in this column the British press in particular seemed very much like we fund your life. So you owe us. Yeah. Like show us your placenta. Like it's crazy. (laughs) Like relax. You'll see him. It's fine. Do you like the name? Archie Harris. I don't mind it. I I quite, I I think it's, I think it's cute, but I don't know if it's royal. You know what I mean? The gravitas. Yeah. I think, I think I, people were projecting it would be Spencer and I like that better. I, just because the connection with Diana yeah, yeah. It is quite like a fancy yeah, yeah, name. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's weird, and I don't know if you saw this, but apparently George, Prince George, Archie's cousin, yes. was telling like randos on the street that his name was Archie. <laughs> <laughs> like a few months ago. <laughs> so I don't know kids what that's about. <laughs> if you have a theory, let us know. But yeah, I thought that was like, hmm, Prince George know something that we don't do not but that's really cute actually yeah I know. adorable uh but yeah congratulations to the royal family if you're if they're regular pod listeners the regular pod <laughs> listeners you know <laughs> our congrats um i also thought it was very interesting how the royal baby news dropped on the same day as that un climate article oh yeah it's basically like a million species are rushing towards extinction and it's 
all our fault. So Godspeed, Archie. <laughs> <laughs> Wandered Wednesdays. So I stumbled upon this on the good old Facebooks. And apparently, I don't know if every RCMP, like provincial RCMP has this, but the Royal Manitoba, I mean, sorry, the, the Royal Mounted Police, Royal Canadian, Royal Canadian Mounted Thank you. Yeah, My you brain. In Manitoba, <laughs> they um, have this <laughs> hashtag called Wanted Wed, and it's like Wanted Wednesdays. <laughs> and every Wednesday, they post a photo of someone in their Rolodex yeah, that, <laughs> that is wanted for a crime, currently wanted for a crime. And the one that they posted um yesterday on wednesday of this week was um the most hilarious thing i've ever seen in my life it's this man named dennis i'm not going to use his last name if you want to find out you can look on the facebook page but they the photo that they chose to post was from one of dennis's social media pages and has a (laughs) filter over it with all these little hearts floating around his face and it made me laugh until i cried it is most of the other Wanted Wednesdays have been like, you know, shots. your mug shots. This one is clearly some sort of Snapchat <laughs> filter, like total. So, and like his skin, you know, it's like that one that evens out your skin and makes you all glowy. Oh, yeah. And yeah. yeah. What made this funnier is that oh. the comments, because obviously it's Facebook, so it's open. They really delivered. So this yeah. guy's wanted for stealing a utility trailer. Yeah. One of them says, uh, feeling cute. Might break into Julian's trailer later. <laughs> feeling cute. Might go to jail later. First, he'll steal your heart. Then he'll mm-hmm. steal your utility trailer. Oh, my God. So <laughs> funny. Probably not intended to be but was it though i feel like they I don't know maybe don't know. it was intentional i mean i also find it deeply weird that the rcmp has a hashtag i was gonna say i don't know if that's like especially appropriate i don't like throwback to- thursday wanted wednesday like, yeah mm. remember when you were in jail <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it just seems very like a very weird way to get the public engaged maybe that's what it is maybe it's just like yeah they want higher engagement with wanted ads so i mean if you've ever uh swiped on dennis and know of his whereabouts he is wanted for stealing a (laughs) utility trailer (laughs) we're gonna end the show with reading watching listening because i know we've been doing this a lot lately but because jen and i both saw I got a, an advanced screening of Detective Pikachu. Yes, which opens <laughs> tonight. Yes. Uh, With every strange hashtag in the world. Yes. they were Speaking of hashtags, yeah, they were really... Their social media is a mess. I'm just throwing it really out there. all over the place. Um, I was kind of excited about Detective Pikachu based on the trailer. I was not, but continue. I'm not <laughs> super into Pokemon. Like, I feel like it just missed me, but my brother was. He's right. five years younger than I am. Hi, that's me. Yeah. Yeah. So... He was super into it, so I know enough about it that I could mm-hmm. watch it. Uh, yeah. I would say medium to bad. That would be my rating. I agree. I mean, Pikachu was very cute. objectively very cute, and I had much cute aggression for Pikachu to the point that I came home and was like, where's my dog? I need to <laughs> hug you. Um, and Ryan Reynolds was good as the voice of Pikachu. Uh, yeah. That's about it, though. Yeah, like the I story don't, was really weak. It was too predictable, and I get, of course, that it's meant to be for children. But as I was telling you in the car, there are a lot of children's movies in the last few years that, although are geared to a younger audience, also have a lot of content for adults. Absolutely, and I think you almost need that. Yes, especially if you're trying to. I mean, most kids 
of a certain age do not watch movies by themselves like your the parents are there right so I think you need that to keep everyone engaged mm-hmm. and I think it just makes for a, a movie that has more legs you know what I mean like yeah. I think that's how you have movies with longevity way too much show and not or way too much tell not enough show yeah they they explained everything that was about to happen and it, it just makes you makes you feel like they think their audience is stupid yeah it's a little patronizing like a it, little bit especially for a movie about pokemon right so i did grow up in the prime of pokemon um but i haven't been like i don't actively engage with it anymore i didn't do pokemon go i don't do any of that stuff but my cousin who was there she is very into pokemon and she basically said this is a movie that is not for diehard fans of Pokemon mm-hmm. because it's so predictable. You know everything that's going to happen because they pulled from other movies like old. Yeah. So if you have a passing interest in it or no interest in it, it's probably fine. But if you're a diehard fan, it's probably not what you're hoping for. Or if you want to see a cute little animal yeah. talk like an adult. That, yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Um, you had some representation of your fave Pokemon or a Pokemon you feel oh, yeah. is a strong connection. <laughs> so one to. of one Pokemon that made quite a long appearance yeah, unexpectedly like, yeah. is Psyduck. <laughs> and he just is like a little cute duck with little beady eyes. Yep. And he constantly has a headache. And his owner has to keep him calm because when he gets really freaked out and has like a migraine, his head basically explodes. Yeah. And she kills everything around him. <laughs> and that's I said, his power question mark? Yeah. And so everyone was saying, oh, I love Pikachu. I love this. I'm like, I have quite an adoration <laughs> of Psyduck. I feel like we're kindred. We're kindred spirits because he's like <laughs> freaking out. Always his head always hurts. He just like doesn't like to be in dangerous situations. That's me. The my Pokemon that I feel an affinity for is Jigglypuff. <laughs> And I feel like Jigglypuff did not have enough of an appearance. No, it was very brief. So especially because it's in the trailer. Yeah, I Jigglypuff's thought, yeah. power is to sing a very beautiful song, but unfortunately, the song puts people to sleep. But Jigglypuff loves having an audience, so he seeks retribution by drawing on people's faces with a permanent marker. <laughs> I feel him. Like I, that's how I feel. You when do no love an audience, me, and I do also love an audience. I hope I don't put my audience to sleep, but I also, when people aren't paying attention to me, <laughs> feel my wrath. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't know. Medium to bad. Medium that, to bad. Yeah. yeah. Out of five, I would say a solid two and a half. Yeah. I would agree with that. Okay. Uh, we have a round table. Yeah. There'll be a more formal, formal yeah. review in the paper with our coworker, Ben, who brought his two kids. Exactly. So, and they also were kind of on the same page. So that and you guys all know Ben, he does the wine stuff. Yeah. He leads, that leads me to believe that. It wasn't very good. Right. Uh, you can find everything that we've written at winnipegfreepress.com. You can also follow us on social media. I'm at Jen Zaradi on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at Naya Rebel on Instagram and Twitter. And we will see you next week. Okay.